Welcome to Conversations. I'm your host, Doug Dewan, and joining me this segment is Melissa Arias, CEO of Make-A-Wish Alaska and Washington. Join us as we look at issues that affect us here at home in our community and across the nation. Today, we're going to be talking about Make-A-Wish. Melissa, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Doug. Yeah. Can you really quickly kind of give me an idea of what your role as CEO for Make-A-Wish Alaska and Washington entails? What is it that you're doing? You know, really, the role of the CEO for Make-A-Wish Alaska in Washington is really just to be an ambassador and an advocate for our incredible mission and our wish kids and to help provide a little bit of strategic direction to our amazing staff who are doing the day-to-day work every day to grant thousands and thousands of wishes. So pretty much I just show up and try to stay out of their way. (laughs) (laughs) I have had the privilege of speaking with some of the members of your staff and they are doing amazing work. I've spoken with Jeanette and Catherine and in fact, uh, I know that you guys just did fulfilled your 8,000th wish. Can you tell me about the 8,000th wish, a little bit about Maeve? What was that about? Sure. You know, every every big milestone, we're always just like, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? Who's going to be Who's going to be the kiddo who happens to walk through the door for that 8,000th wish? And we could not have picked a better Um, example of the impact of a wish and the community that it takes to bring it together than we did with Maeve. And so as you may know or may not know, um, Maeve was suffering from cancer before um, she met us and she was going through cancer treatment. And what was interesting about Maeve is that she really wanted to go on an airplane and fly to Disney World. Mm. That was her big wish, which happened to have been our very first wish ever granted in 1986. So it couldn't have been more of a full circle moment. And another unique thing about Maeve is that her mom and dad were both pilots for Alaska Airlines, who has been our partner and had flying wish kids for over three decades now to all parts unknown, um, including all of the Disney World and Disneyland properties. And so when we were able to partner with Alaska and provide one of their own um, this opportunity to have this amazing wish and to have this time away, um, we we couldn't have been more excited. And then it was when it turned out that Maeve just happened to be our eight thousandth wish. It was just, I think, a beautiful blending of all the things we know about Make-A-Wish is that it takes community and partnership to help bring hope and joy into the life of a child facing a critical illness. That actually is quite incredible that the first wish ended up being the same wish as the 8,000th wish. Like, what what are the odds of that happening? You did mention, to, to kind of explain the impact of a wish, can we talk about that for a second? Like, how the wish impacts uh, a kid, how it impacts their family, and how it impacts a community from your eyes? Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that... Um, we don't often think about when we think about children who are facing life-threatening illnesses is how much autonomy they lose, right? Nothing is up to them anymore. And kids already don't have a ton of autonomy, but when you take, take pretty much everything away, now you're not in control of your own body and you don't get to choose what days you feel well and you feel poorly. You don't get to choose when you go to the doctor or how many times, you know, everything is so regimented by the the incredible medicine that we have out there that is helping these children in the long run. But when all of that is lost, it often 
makes a child kind of have a difficult time seeing the future and seeing themselves in the future and really having that hope. And that's where Make-A-Wish comes in. We're really that prescription for hope to come alongside the child and the family with their amazing medical team and our great partners um, and help them kind of see the future again and dream again. And so we take them on a little journey where they get to ideate and imagine the wish with their wish granting volunteers. And then as the wish begins to bloom and kind of take shape, then they get to anticipate what could be, you know, what's going to happen on my wish, whether it's to meet a celebrity or to be an athlete for a day with a, a major sports team or a superhero, or in Maeve's case, to go to Disney World. So there's that space of anticipation and then the excitement of the wish day itself. And through that process, you know, we're keeping the child's stamina up. We're keeping them future forward. We're giving the family something else to talk about other than just the illness. So it's raising the spirits of the whole family and giving them, you know, kind of something to look forward to. And what we know is that helps those kiddos stay on their medical um treatment plans better. It helps families cope with some of the, you know, depression and frustration of the setbacks that come along with any critical illness. And it really puts the whole family in a better kind of mind body place so that they can heal together better, faster. I, uh, when I spoke to Jeanette, I, I don't remember the exact percentage, but I remember it being very high. I believe she said something like 85, 88% of alumni said that the wish was the turning point for them in their treatment. Is that, is that still correct? Yeah, we, uh, you know, we recently did that survey and we found that um, it was actually 90% of alumni or folks who've had a wish for their families said that that wish really was um, um, impactful to their um, health and that either, either their mental health or their physical health. And we also know that 95% of doctors say that it's improved the emotional well-being of their patients during treatment. Yeah. So it's pretty phenomenal. Well, the anticipation, as you say, I think we can all relate to that. Anytime you're anticipating something great, it just puts you in a good mood. It makes you move forward and get what you need to get done, done. I know I clean the house out of anticipation sometimes. You know, it's not the same thing. But the point is you get up and you get the things done. Uh, I think the wish is a great motivator for people to, you know, in really like embrace the treatment um, can we talk a little bit about the fulfilling of a wish now? Now, when somebody has a wish, you have to go through, like you said, you have to get flights, you have to get tickets to things, you have to, there's a lot that goes into, can you talk to about the uh, the actual fulfillment of a wish and what goes into that? Sure. So um, for those folks that are listening, we actually have two volunteers that are assigned to every wish family and they work with that family from the moment that the child is referred for a wish all the way through to the completion of that wish. And it's really those two volunteers. They're, they're your neighbors, they're your, your nurses, your, your teachers in your community who are working day in and day out that really know both the child and the family and the community. Cause we really work hard to try to pair volunteers um, that, that understand where the child is coming from. Either they're in their neighborhoods or they are connected to them in some way. And they're really there to kind of help with the details. And so they're helping to design the wish. They're thinking through with the child, like, you know, if you were an artist, what would you paint your wish to look like kind of thing and going through all the details. But on the back end, we have a small but mighty group 
of wish granters. And those are our staff people. And they are managing at any given time, 80 wishes. So if you think of them as 80 mini events happening at different towns, different times, you know, and they're kind of the air traffic control that's bringing all the resources together, booking the tickets, buying the AstroTurf for the sport court in the backyard, whatever it might be, coordinating so that the contractors can show up while the family's out having a day of fun and stand up that playset so it can be a huge surprise to the family when they return home. And so that's kind of how a wish sort of happens behind the scenes. The the volunteers are relaying the information back to us and we're on the back end kind of going out and being the the crew on the ground that gets things done. And to do that, we rely on a lot of other volunteers. So whether those be volunteer contractors, whether they be amazing flight attendants that, you know, go the extra mile for that wish child or, um, you know, folks that are helping out to deliver a cake for a special Sweet 16 birthday party. You know, there's just so many people in the community who want to rise up and provide a little bit of the joy and magic that is part of that wish. Yeah. And with a lot of moving parts like that, a lot of people involved, what are we looking at um, time frame on average? How long is the process from wish to fulfillment usually? I'm sure it's different each case, but yeah, well, it's very it's very different because, like I said in the beginning, um, we really want the wish to be controlled by the wish child, not necessarily by their families or their doctors, but by the child. And so it's really on the child's timeline. But on average, um, we usually complete wishes in about nine months. Nine months. Okay. Yeah. So nine because months. You have to, yeah. You have currently a backlog of 600 plus wishes to fulfill and each one being about nine months long. How do you even begin to plan for all of that? Well, you know, I, I think that if you think of us a little bit like an airport, right, people are always coming in and coming out. And so we are just excited to be working on the wishes. Every 20 minutes, a child is diagnosed with a critical illness, and we get about 35 to 40 new referrals from medical professionals for child children who are eligible for a wish per day, or I'm sorry, per month. And then we are able to grant about 20 to 35 wishes per month. So we're trying to kind of keep kids coming in and going out the whole time. So it's it's a real symphony behind the scenes of us trying to keep track of, okay, this puppy is going to arrive on this time. So we're going to grant this wish today. And, you know, this kiddo is leaving for this flight on Saturday. And later that afternoon, another kiddo is flying home from their wish. And so we just do a really good job of project management on the back end to try to make sure those trains don't collide and that we can just keep um, meeting those kids where they are as fast as we can. I think that's a fantastic analogy. I think that uh, makes perfect sense. A lot of moving parts, a lot of people involved. You probably still need help, though. So uh, how and how can we help? What can we do? What do you need? Yes. Well, our biggest need is always wish-granting volunteers. And people often think that this is a really difficult time-consuming process, super emotional. And what I can tell you from granting wishes myself is that it'll be one of the most joyful things you ever do. The training is easy. We give you a mentor. We're with you every step of the way. And whether you take one wish per year or you grant a hundred wishes per year, we'd love to have you jump on board with us. And then after the 
wish granting volunteers, our next business need, biggest need, I'm sorry, is the resources to grant those wishes. And that's just the money to pay for the airline tickets when we run out of the um, donated tickets from Alaska Airlines or the funding to purchase that swing set or that, um, you know, backyard um, swing set, that backyard play set, whatever those things might be that we actually have to purchase when we can't get them donated. Yeah. And on a side note, we are currently taking donations at 941thesoundseattle.com for Make-A-Wish. Please go over there, click on the link. You can donate money directly right now. Uh, Melissa, again, thank you so much for joining me. <clears throat> now I'm losing my voice. Um, where can we find out more? What uh, What's your website? What, what, uh, what resources are available to us? Yes. Well, you know, our website is full of great stories, links on how to get involved, ways to donate, events to go to. And you can reach us at www.wish.org forward slash AKWA. Well, I appreciate your time so much. Is there anything that we missed that you think uh, is important that people know about? I just think to say thank you to all your listeners. So many people in our community donate to us every year, and we could not do this work to meet our 8,000th wish um, without you. So thank you all. Yeah, and thank you for listening. Conversations is a public affairs show of this station.